Hi, this is Pastor Tom Holliday. I want to welcome you to Daily Drive Time Devotions, Mark 10 this week, day one of our look at this chapter. We're going to be looking at verses 1 to 12 today. And as you remember from last week, Jesus has been teaching his followers about how to live the life that he wants us to live. He just has a few weeks left with these disciples before he's going to go to the cross. So he's teaching them. He's teaching them through experiences, through questions, through failure, through relationships. In this chapter, we're going to see Jesus teach them through confrontations, through conversations. First, he has a confrontation with the Pharisees. It's a confrontation about divorce and marriage. And in this confrontation, he teaches us some extremely valuable and deep truths. Now, as we, as we start this passage, just a few words before we start this passage. These verses are about marriage. There are other verses in the Bible that are about being single. Paul tells us that God uses times of being single for all of us and that for some he chooses a life of single ministry. But these verses happen to be about marriage. That doesn't mean that God doesn't have a message for singles. We'll come to that in other parts of our Bible study as we go through the New Testament. It's also very important to realize as we go into these verses that God tells us that he is the one who ultimately meets all of our needs. Marriage, and Jesus is going to tell us here that marriage can be, should be a wonderful relationship, but it cannot fill the God-shaped vacuum in all of our hearts. Only God can do that. So never expect, even with all the value that Jesus gives marriage here, never expect it to do in your life as a relationship what only God can do in your life through your relationship with Him. And also realize as we go into these verses, Jesus is going to talk about divorce, that God hates divorce. He tells us that in Malachi. He hates it not legalistically. He hates it because he loves, because it hurts his children. God is a forgiving God. He is a God also who speaks to us honestly about life. And in these verses, Jesus speaks to us honestly about the deep value that God places on the relationship of marriage. Here's what he has to say, beginning in verse 1. Jesus then left that place and went into the region of Judea and across the Jordan. Again, crowds of people came to him. As was his custom, he taught them. Some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you? He replied. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. It was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. Now, first, get what's happening here. These Pharisees, these teachers of the law, had come again to trap Jesus If Jesus stood with the law, then the people wouldn't like him because of what he said about divorce. If he stood with the people and said things about divorce that the people were saying, then the law would condemn him. Either way, they thought that they could get Jesus condemned here. Now, the truth of the matter is, even these teachers had arguments amongst themselves in that day about divorce. There were basically two schools on this issue of divorce in the day of Jesus. There was the Hillel school and the Shammai school. These two schools were named for two different rabbis. The Shammai, the rabbi, believed that divorce in the Old Testament was only permissible because of sexual immorality. Now, Hillel believed that divorce was, it was permissible for any reason of a wife displeasing her husband. By the way, in that day, a wife could not divorce a husband. A husband could only divorce a wife. That was the unfairness of that day. And this Hillel school said any, any displeasure that comes, it could be the displeasure of a, a badly cooked meal, even it was said by some of the rabbis. In fact, even one rabbi said it could be the displeasure of you found another woman who you thought was more beautiful. 
Uh, this is pretty crazy thinking, but as you can imagine, the way people think human nature, Hillel was a lot more popular than Shammai because divorce was so easy. And Jesus says, when you're thinking about divorce and marriage, and you come and you ask me this question, Jesus says to those teachers in that day, you're asking the wrong question. The question they were asking was a legalistic question. Is divorce lawful? And Jesus says, get, get your eyes off the letter of the law and get your eyes on the heart of God. If you'll get your eyes on the heart of God, he will help you with this issue. Whatever pain you might have faced, whatever temptations you might have faced, whatever challenges, whatever hurts, whatever joys, get your eyes on the heart of God. Jesus asked the Pharisees, what did Moses command? Now, I want to be clear here. He's not pitting Moses against God. What did Moses say instead of God? When he says, what does Moses command? That refers to the first five books of the Old Testament. It's like us saying, what does the Bible say? What, what, is, what does the Bible say to you, he's saying? And they say, well, Moses commanded, and Jesus, Jesus corrects them. In essence, he says, Moses permitted. What Moses said, he said, in verse 5, is because you have, you have hard hearts. Here's the heart of God in this. God allowed for divorce in the Old Testament because sometimes people stubbornly refused to change. Either one person or both people in our day. But in that day, it was one person. And so divorce was allowed in that day. But Jesus says it was just allowed because not because of God's legalistic way of dealing with things, but because God knows us and he knows that we stubbornly refuse to change sometimes. But then Jesus turns the whole issue on its head. Instead of focusing on the problem, Jesus focuses on the plan of God that grows out of the heart of God for his people. Whenever you begin to think legalistically, like what's permitted, what's not permitted, what can I do, what can't I do, how far can I go in the Bible, how far shouldn't I go in the Bible, get your eyes off of the law, Jesus says, of the line, and get your eyes on the heart, on the heart of God that results in the plan of God. Jesus talks about that plan in verses 6 to 9. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. Now, how important are these verses for us to understand in our marriages? Because we're all going to face challenges in our marriage if you're married. A survey in Christianity Today, the, the Christian magazine, was done and of the 28% in that magazine who answered and said that they had strongly considered a divorce, 9 out of 10 said that belief in Jesus' teaching about marriages would help them to keep their marriage together. Only 1 in 10 said it was intervention by a family member or, or friends that was a factor. So understanding what Jesus teaches here can save a marriage, can take a marriage through the tough times. And what is Jesus saying? Jesus says that marriage values God's creation, how God made things to be. Marriage is God's idea. It's not a government program. It's God's idea. It's not a social experiment. It is God's idea. And it's an idea, it's a plan that grows out of God's love for us. It was God's idea to create men and women. Genesis 1.27, so God created human beings in his image. In the image of God, he created them. He created them male and female. That's God's idea. And then in Genesis 2, the Bible gives us a more detailed description of why God created men and women and marriage. And Jesus quotes those verses here when he says, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. That's God's plan 
for marriage. It's not God's plan for every one of us to get married, but for every one of us who does get married, his plan is the two will become one. God created men and women to be very different. Have you, have you noticed that? He created us very different, and then he planned for us to be married. Now, depending on the day, you could think, what a wonderful God, or you could think, what, what a cruel joke that God would do this. These differences between men and women put together in a marriage, in the oneness of a marriage, they bring delight and they bring disaster. The same spark can set off fireworks, but it can also start a forest fire. Now, why did God do this? God did this to reveal what he's like. He created us male and female to show the world what he's like, but he also did this because he wants us to grow. God uses our differences to grow us. And one of the greatest moral choices that you can make in any marriage is to value the differences. Value the fact that God made your husband different than you, that God made your wife different than you. When things start going bad, you begin to think, why aren't they more the same? Why can't they see things just like I do? But God made us to be different because that's how we grow. Now, this, this was a challenge even in that day. Listen to what happened in verses 10 to 12. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. This was a challenging thought for the disciples. And so they began to ask Jesus, how serious are you about this? And he answers, I'm very serious about this. Now, let me just say, in other places, as Jesus teaches about marriage, he talks about except for the cause of sexual immorality. And he talks about some reasons, some causes for a divorce, but that's not what he talks about here. And so I'd like to focus on what he talks about here. There are obviously times when Jesus says divorce is permitted and remarriage is allowed, but the focus here is on somebody who is tempted to leave their marriage for somebody else. You divorce someone with your eye on somebody else, and no one else may know that your eye is on someone else, but you know it. And Jesus says, when you do that, you're causing that someone else to commit adultery with you. You're not only hurting yourself, you're hurting that person that you're chasing after. That's how serious it is, Jesus is saying. Now, if you've made that choice in your life and you know it, seek his forgiveness. He is a forgiving God. But if you're on the edge of making that kind of a choice, seek his strength. Seek his strength not to put you and that person that you think you love, if you really love them, you're not gonna do this to them into that situation. You see, Jesus says God values marriage because it values the way he made us and it values the fact that he created us to be one. Now, in God's value of marriage, that means he will support your marriage. You're not alone. In any marriage, there are not two, there are actually three. There's you, the one you're married to, and there is God. And it's amazing how when we look at each other and all we see is each other, oftentimes there are conflicts. But when we look together to God, there is something powerful about looking together to him that can draw us together. Now, I'd like to end this time with a time of prayer together. And I'd like to invite you, whether you're married or single, to thank God for marriage. Just to thank him that he created marriage. Even if God has called you to a life of being single, you can thank him for the fact that others are married and what that means in their lives. And as you thank him, pray, just take a few minutes right now to pray for the marriages of those close to you, beginning with your own marriage, if you're married, and then going to people in your family, people in your small group, people that you know at church, people at, at your work. 
pray for the marriages right now. Just call them to mind. God, would you strengthen them? God, would you grow them? God, would you use their marriage to show the world a little bit of what you're like? Pray for the marriages of those that are close to you. Jesus, we do pray. We pray with a sense of praise that you value our relationships. And because you value them, you are at work in our relationships. We are not alone. And I pray particularly for someone who feels alone right now. Help them to know that you are right there with them, that they're not facing this alone. And I pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. Well, join us tomorrow. We're going to see Jesus welcoming the little children. <music>